0: Hey, folks, before I start up with the podcast, I have one quick correction to make. Um, As I introduce Jessica Cohn uh, on the podcast, I accidentally say Jessica Gale, which is how I originally met Jessica uh, many years ago. So I apologize for that in advance. That happens right off the bat. And, you know, these podcasts, they um, always tend to be longer than I anticipate them to be. And they get edited down. But in this one, it's no exception. It's longer than I anticipated But um, I enjoyed the conversation. Hopefully you do as well. So here's a conversation with Jessica Cohn. Welcome, everybody, to the PFFA pod. I'm your host, Kyle McLowry, and I'm here with Jessica Gale. And we're just going to talk health and wellness uh, for a little bit. And before we do that, I think most folks out in the Bureau know who you are. You've been in, in the job. You said you're almost up on your year anniversary. Is that right? Yeah,
1: it'll be one year as of Thanksgiving of this year. And awesome. thank you for having me. Uh,
0: of course. Can you give everybody out there just a little bit of your background? And we'll get into some of the things that you're, you're doing for that membership.
1: Okay. So background-wise, uh, specific to this position, I work for Portland Fire uh, in under a grant that Janet Woodside uh, had uh, received for Oh, Bureau. Back, back a while back, and that and was, this like, was, was that like 2008, oh, oh, okay. to 2009, okay. and I was part time and that position at the end of it was right before when the recession hit and finances were tight. Mm -hmm. And so I, uh, you know, moved on (laughs) from, from there.
0: Way back when finances were tight. I remember that. (laughs) Or they got
1: tighter, I guess. (laughs) Um, and that position launched me to working with the city of Portland and I worked with their wellness coordinator as an independent contractor for a few years, developing boot camp classes, nutrition classes. It was basically developing wellness programs for, uh, the city employees. So I worked more with, um, all the different bureaus like outside of Portland. Okay.
0: So I'm gonna draw some stuff out because we talked about it already and yeah. now we're off air. So your history that you were uh, a diver. Yes. Was that in college?
1: Yes. So okay. I, uh, if we go way back, uh, I've been an athlete all my life. Okay. I was a yep. gymnast, uh, for about 8 years and then that progressed me to springboard platform yeah. diving through Neither. uh middle school, high school and then into college. Super I cool. earned a scholarship to the University of Nevada Reno. Mm-hmm. Uh where I at that time and I the the passion really developed in high school of wanting to be the best and win and do whatever I could through health and fitness to yeah. perform better, to feel better. Um I was always one of those athletes that I I had to really work at it to, to be the best and to, to win my competitions and things like that. So I uh, really got into exercising in college and weightlifting and looking into my nutrition and that led me to a health wellness degree.
0: So there are those those people in your athletic field that probably from your point of view, it was more natural to them. And you were like, like, damn, I got to catch up to that person. I got to work my ass off. Yep yeah my yeah.
1: roommate was that way. She was incredible she just she didn't have to work out much or lift weights and she just had all this power off the springboard right. and you know could dive so well and i it was significantly notice noticeable if I didn't exercise like during our off season in the summer right so i uh always wanted to to push it harder to to try to beat her
0: <laughs> uh, absolutely. <laughs> Um, and so, but you mentioned your, that passion is starting in high school and you, and you're from the Portland area? Yep.
1: From the Portland area, born, raised in the Happy Valley uh-huh. area. And then my uh, father, Dennis Gale,
0: uh-huh.
1: is, was a, is a retired Portland firefighter and he's uh-huh. still doing great in awesome. the Happy Valley area.
0: Awesome. And I just learned that today. Okay. Awesome. Well, cool. I'm glad I, I just wanted to try and draw some of that out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to take a quick second. Okay. And this is mu- much for me. It oh, is yes. for me. <laughs> I'm going to read just a little bit from Article 18 of the the, uh, contract, which is the health and wellness. And this is um, Section K under the uh, Comprehensive Health and Wellness Program, subsection three, the wellness coordinator, which uh, is Jessica. And it says the wellness coordinator will be funded for the life of this contract. The wellness coordinator will work with the occupational health nurse and the peer fitness trainers to develop appropriate strength and conditioning programs tailored to the individual needs of the firefighter. The medical director will be available for consultation on appropriate referrals and or program details. The wellness coordinator is available to visit fire stations and meet in groups individually or individually to provide resources related to occupational wellness, food, nutrition, exercise, and ensuring firefighters have information to help manage injury prevalence both on and off duty. Um, And I would say from my experience, you're doing all that stuff. So that's great. Um, if any of you doesn't know who any of those people are, occupational health nurse is Janet. Mm-hmm. Um, and the medical director is mostly Dr. Norton. Mm-hmm. He and Dr. Keel together, yes. um, have a, a, a contract with the city and this, this, well, this coordinator says through the life of this contract, which is through June 30th of 23. Mm-hmm. And once it's in the contract, it's hard to come out. So yes. it's through the end of this contract, but uh, it would be very unlikely that this were to change. So uh, your position is locked in. I and hope so. <laughs> I hope
1: so too. I'll do everything I, mean, I can to
0: listen. There's a ensure whole ensure I
1: can continue. There's a whole very long
0: article about <laughs> mm-hmm. health and wellness because it's incredibly important. Yes. And you're one of the components. Yep. Of and very important to me. And
1: for Portland Fire, for sure.
0: You know, there's a behavioral health component. There's a physical health. There's a mental. And um, there's there's a lot to it. Yes. There's a medical health. So, um, anyways, I just wanted to get that out there and say that it. Um, partially because I worked so hard on that article, but also that your position is in the contract. And when we go through all these cuts and so forth, mm-hmm. yours is not one. When when yours left before, it was a it was a grant and it was always up for renewal and having to be cut. Yeah. That's not going to happen again.
1: Yeah. Well, I appreciate I, I, all your hard hard work. <laughs> ah, of course.
0: So, <laughs> yeah. oh, go ahead.
1: Oh, yeah. and I, what is great for me, which was really exciting, is having those three years. Because what can be tough is as you know, the time it takes to implement, uh, things oh, yeah. and new programs. And I feel like I'm getting there, you know, and just keep pushing and, uh, getting more people involved in the programs that I am trying to implement. But a lot of the, what happens is you don't get to see the, the hopefully improved, you know, through uh-huh. injury prevention or health through NFPA physicals, uh, data, you know, it takes a couple of years to hopefully see that improvement. So hopefully I can, um, Show that what I am doing is helping, yeah, in, in the next couple, you know, next of course. year, or by next year, or of course, couple of years.
0: Um, so as this podcast is, you know, the idea being to educate and inform the membership, what are some of the things that you would just like to, everybody to know? Because hopefully, you'll get to, to get a bunch of people here that maybe haven't had a chance to talk to you. So, I know that you do spend some time doing station visits. Mm-hmm. Can you just walk us through an idea of? You know why you do them? What you're trying to accomplish? What you offer to the members when you go to a station visit? What, why do you do them? What what's station the
1: deal? visits are top of my list okay. priority. What I find, for as long as I've been in the health and fitness industry, the face to face is huge. And it I was you know, obviously it's been a, a challenge with with COVID and but you know especially when I started, uh, you go we go in we can keep our distance we wear masks things like that yeah and yeah, yeah. a big thing is people getting comfortable with who I am and trusting me and you need that type of relationship when you're Mm -hmm. working with someone, uh, in if anything to do with their health and fitness, because everyone takes it so personally and everyone is so different and needs different things. And I find just getting out and like, uh, you know, people getting that face-to-face game and getting comfortable helps them reach out for help.
0: Are you doing that, going out and doing workouts, doing mobility Mm -hmm. stuff? I mean, are you just sitting down and talking?
1: So when I started uh, initially, what I really tried to encourage is just coming out for about a, a, it could be in like a 90-minute wellness visit. Sometimes Uh it would end up being two, three hours if they get calls or if if the crew's really um, interactive and chatty. Yeah. Uh, So, Uh and I love that (laughs) because if I can stick around and, you know, talk more and, Really, what I would use is the in body scale, which I know is something we've discussed is kind of a right. yay or nay for people. We can talk about the pros and cons of that. But I use it as just a way for people to, uh, for firefighters to check in. Uh huh. One, um, thing about the in body is it was incorporated in the annual fitness assessment, which hasn't happened now for two years because of COVID uh-huh. and the in body was used in 2019. So no, uh, no one's had a check-in unless they've done it now recently with me this year. Uh-huh. So it kind of gave them a good little pre, uh, dirt and pre check-in if they uh-huh. did the in body and then where they're is at it now.
0: Portable. You can bring it out to the stations. Yeah. So okay. the scale's
1: portable. Um, uh, if you've ever had like a cheap version of a body fat scale from like, you know, you can get them at Walmart or whatever. This is a much more accurate and more expensive version. It's uh, in body scale, but it's a bioimpedance scale. What it does, it sends a current through your feet and your hands. That's why you need to wear yeah. like no shoes, no socks. And it bounces off lean body mass and fat mass different. Right. And then it comes up with a ratio. Of fat mass in pounds compared to lean body mass in pounds, giving you a body fat percentage. Mm-hmm. And I know the the you know feedback is the accuracy of it, which I 100% agree. It's not it's not 100%. You can't even get 100% through the pinch measure. The only way to get 100% on body fat is through a cadaver. <laughs> and so obviously that's not where we're at. And so our, let's not it, do that. Yeah, the more accurate is going to yeah. be your <laughs> uh, hydrostatic weighing or there's okay. a little. Um, Called a a, bo, a bod pod, it's like a little oh yeah I've heard egg. of that. Heard of that. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah. can go in. more accurate. Uh, one thing with the in body scale that can really throw it off is hydration. So that's why it's recommended uh, do first thing in the morning, right. fasted, and before exercise. What I always tell someone is, no matter where it's at. And you know, if it puts you at somewhere you don't like for your <laughs> BMI or whatever, let's not worry about that. Let's just think about 30 days from now or 60 or 90, whenever okay. you decide to check back in and hopefully there's a positive
0: right. results, <laughs> you know? And I will say just for the listener out there, this is something that we talked about a little bit. And like, like Jessica said, there's sort of positive negatives or, or and I guess that was more to, there's some stories out there and I, and I've heard I have never had the the test done, um, but some people who um, clearly seem to be pretty fit getting a result back that they're obese mm-hmm. and it's so they're like,, oh, that's ridiculous, or it's just not accurate, but you're, maybe it's not accurate, but it also but it still could be used as a tool for some sort of measurement or metric mm-hmm. as over the time I yeah. guess yeah okay
1: and I think sometimes it gets mixed <clears throat> up of BMI, the body mass index me, uh, measurement versus the body fat percentage mm-hmm. And what happens with well, with BMI is muscle mass is not taken into account. So it's at least more taken into account with the body fat percentage. And for example, uh, if you've ever been on the scale or if you ever have had your body fat taken, for males, it's ideal to be between 10 to 22%. Now, if uh-huh. you're at 8%, doesn't mean you need to gain, right. you know, put on weight or anything. Um, for males, if you're under like 3% is where it can get unhealthy and most that are even that getting close to that low are even doing, um, like a bodybuilding type competition where they have to get that low and they're only there for their competition and then they tick back up once they can go back to normal eating. For females, the ideal like healthy range of body fat is between 20 to 30%. And same for females getting under about 7% or lower can be considered unhealthy. Uh Uh, a lot of it would all tell people the gauge of how they feel and how, if they want changes in how their clothes fit or around the stomach or different, you know, or aesthetically looking sure, leaner, sure. then we want that body, not the weight, we want the body fat percent number to go down or closer down to those lower ends of that, of that Got healthy it. range. Got it.
0: Okay. And so I do know that that was one of the things that that you've done with other stations. and This sort of blends into another thing you were, we were going to talk about, which mm-hmm. was the wellness challenge. Yes. Is that specific to weight loss, the wellness so challenge? So that
1: is specific to fat loss. Fat, I will okay. highlight weight loss because, again, the scale is not 100% accurate. So Got there it. are some that lose 10 pounds, and it unfortunately shows as possibly being muscle, but it could also be water weight because the it. muscle is so much water. Uh Uh, and so when you lose that first initial, like bloat type weight, sometimes that it can be shown as muscle loss. And so I, I really highlight the, that's why the challenges go, it went 50 days, this last one, and Uh we're just finishing up this uh, week Uh here right before Thanksgiving. (laughs) Uh, the last one was 60 days. I went longer beyond that 30 day kind Uh of normal mark to hopefully ensure longevity and, you know, uh, realistic change right. over a longer period of time. And then also to help with the accuracy of the scale, the longer you can go to measure, it's more accurate.
0: Are those wellness challenges specifically tied to the scale or they can, they be some other metric or just, yep. just general nutrition, weight loss. Sort yep. of stuff. Yeah. So
1: I do two, um, kind of paths right now. Uh-huh. One is specific to body fat percent loss and pound loss. And then I'll highlight weight loss. I'll highlight muscle um, gaining, like if someone had a goal Uh to gain muscle, they can't even change. Say you want to put on five pounds of muscle, which is really hard to do in (laughs) a short amount of time, but you only focus on that. You could end up actually almost winning if you change your body fat percentage as well. Right. You know, so it, that gets a little bit trickier, but I also, uh, what we also have is a wellness app and it actually just got approved for the, uh, 2022 year. Okay. And we can talk about that as well but I've been using that as a way to track participation points. Um, The last two challenges that we've done, uh, I've gotten really good feedback with the app. I'm Uh trying to make it as easy as possible because it's just one of those things you have. This last one, we have 50 participants, and everyone's so different. So I try to give options of checking in for nutrition and water and sleep and workouts, but sometimes that daily having to check in is too much for people and mm-hmm. you know, so I'm trying to play with how to make it
0: are you, fair. Are you getting a whole crews as part of those 50? Mm-hmm. Is it is it, or just sporadic individuals who are jumping in, I guess maybe mix, mix and match both.
1: Yes. Yeah, so the last challenge we had 25 individual participants. So I had a re- registration link through our wellness app that uh, individuals could register with that individual category. I'm going to highlight highest participation point and highest Body fat loss. Got it. Got so it. So that those who aren't thinking they're going to lose that much body fat or don't want to focus so much on that can just focus on checking in with their nutrition and their water and their right. sleep, and they can go that more that route. Then I also have uh, another uh, 25 or so. It's a, a little bit a little bit off on the the teams, but I have teams of four. So I have a crew from or a couple crews from station two station one our training academy uh-huh. uh, uh uh lieutenants there are doing our team yep. and then i have a chiefs team as well so a team of four some have five and i just told them that i'll take the top four of points in body fat loss and this was the first challenge that i incorporated teams so i was uh-huh. excited to get to get some because i'll always get that feedback of oh you can she should do Station challenges and right. things like that. Right. So I, initially when I had launched having teams, I wasn't getting anyone signed it's, up. So
0: It's a great, a great idea to sort of build in some accountability mm-hmm. in yeah. there. Yeah.
1: yeah. And it's hard to make it uh, perfect for everyone I'm working on it because I get mixed on like using the app. And I've had feedback on wanting to have um, like devices that track for everybody. And sure. it's all on my list of things to look into. It's just it will always come down to a cost of, you okay. know, supplying Fitbits for 50 Right. People. Or 100 is my goal for the next one because we're going to do, gonna you do have, another one. Do you
0: have them to uh, distribute the Fitbits? So for... I don't
1: have anything like that right now. The main thing is the the uses of the app to track okay. tally points. Um, but a couple things that I can work with. One is uh, with um, Moda and Kaiser. Uh, I can work with them on maybe figuring out a device that they could issue us out for the challenge. So I'm going to work with that because the other one that they all, I can also work with with Kaiser is applying for funding Uh for prizes and Uh they have a budget within for the city Uh so it would be police um the city in portland fire being able to share a certain amount of money that would go towards wellness challenges so i'm going to apply for that for a january challenge there might be some
0: through that healthy foundations yes yeah Mm -hmm.
1: yeah and so it'll be options so it's something i'm going to try to look into of what we could do to have it specifically for the challenges it gets issued out and then after the challenge they would bring some type of tracking device back um, that'll probably take a little bit of time to to work to get, but it's on my on okay. my list. On my well, look if, into.
0: Well, if if I know that the information probably goes out through roll call. If there's any anyway, way we can hear, we here Can maybe aid and in, as individual challenges come up, we can you know let the union know they can probably throw out. Okay. Okay. Email something like that.
1: That's helpful. Yeah. The next um, one will be January, like within that first week of January. will be. <laughs> let the holidays
0: answer. go by. Yes. And, yeah.
1: That's I was strategic on yeah. it. I, I I've ran challenges during the holiday season. And I almost find it like sets people up for failure because sure, it's just a yeah. tough
0: It's a lot of time. cookies. A lot of cookies lying saying, around.
1: try to maintain, main, you know, yeah. whatever you're at now, <laughs> try to at least maintain it during the holiday season and yeah. then we'll hit it hard right. in January. Um, but yeah, I just did, uh, started doing final weigh-ins uh, today and then the last final weigh-in will, is November 24th right. and I'll be announcing <laughs> the finalists um, in our December Wellness Today email. Sweet. Okay. In the wellness show, I'll make some flyers to get hang up, we'll highlight
0: Fantastic. Finalist for that. Um, one. And we and then we sort of shifted there into the wellness challenge. I just want to circle back before I move on about the, the station visits because I think I asked, but I didn't quite like, m- what do grasp, I do? <laughs> grasp the answer. I mean, like I'm assuming that you'll still because you have the videos where you're doing workouts mm-hmm. and mobility stuff. Yes. That you'll do some of that one on one. Yes. And visits. So that does happen. That is yes. a thing. Okay.
1: Yeah. So initially with the wellness visits, I tried to. I when I first started, I reached out to the stations, talked to the station captains, and reached out to the officers of you know, hey, are you interested? I'll come out for a wellness visit. We can do a recheck with the in-body, and then we can do a sit-down discussion uh-huh. about the in-body scan, how to, the the options towards seeing improvement in your body fat loss. And um, so that's really, and I've hit, I would say about 80, 90% of the stations have had a wellness visit, maybe not all the well, shifts, yeah, all the shift, but sure, yeah. um, there and then within those couple hours, what we discuss, I really hit on kind of three path options of nutrition, and I always, hi, uh, you know, try to really emphasize. I'm not a dietitian. I am just really passionate about nutrition, right. and it is, you know, it was a piece of my wellness um, degree. Uh-huh. But I've just always been very um, into it.
0: Right. And uh, yeah. <laughs> and I know. I, I don't know what you're talking about, but I know you've really highlighted macros mm-hmm. in yes. those, in those uh, communications that go out. Yes. So I assume that's a yes. uh, part of what you're doing.
1: Yeah. And the three paths yeah. I'll talk about for one, I always emphasize, I, whether, whatever type of nutrition you want to do, you know, and it, we take it very personally. It's, it's similar to even like, you know, religion and politics. Nutrition is something of yeah. a daily thing of our life. Yeah. And, uh, the three-pass one includes some type of elimination-type diet as an option for, uh-huh. and a lot of times that's an easy go-to, and the ones we're talking about is uh, Whole30, Paleo, Keto, right. even going like a vegan uh, vegan, vegan, nice. uh-huh. vegan, Or, a veg- or vegetarian. <laughs> yes. Yeah. A vegan, um, yeah. And I'll kind of put in N- that Norwegian? category is uh, even the Mediterranean diet, which is more of a balance. It's not real elimination. But most mm-hmm. elimination-type diets give you a list of what you can eat and what you can't. One thing I like about the pros of the, those type of uh, programs or options is for those that aren't going to do well with tracking. They don't want to go into my fitness pal. They don't want to log their food, yeah, not their thing, or yeah. they're not interested in any kind of time restrictive eating, which we can, we'll talk about, uh-huh. but basically they're good with, okay, here's what I can eat. Here's what I can't. And most of those, Type of programs really emphasize eating clean whole foods, sure, more fruits, more vegetables, leaner meats, um, healthier fats, and limiting the junk food, the processed food, the packaged food, you know, all that. And sure. that's kind of a, sure. a a trend within those. The con a lot of times they are very restrictive. So yeah, and those that are familiar with following you know a whole thirty or keto type diet is you can't have a donut, you know, things like right. that on whole 30, maybe after that 30 day. But the idea is socially or depending on what you're doing long-term in life beyond 30 days, beyond,
0: right. you know, 60, right.
1: 90 days is being able to continue it sure. long-term. And if you do have a din- don- donut, it's spiraling you out of control. Right. So that's right. kind of where it can, it may not be the option for everyone. So the second path I'll discuss, and you can do macronutrients where you track macronutrients and whole 30 or you know those uh-huh. you can do two of those paths where you track both but that second path is where you within reason you know trying to hit like 80 percent clean foods and maybe you know 20 percent where you have a cheap meal or cheat day right uh tracking and you trying to hit a certain percent of protein carb and fat and the percentage that I'll recommend is 40% carbohydrate, 30% protein, 30% fat. Uh-huh. And you're trying to, by the end of the day, what with what you're eating, hit those percentages. And for each individual, it's a certain amount of grams of protein, carbon, fat for the day. The problem with macros is... It can get a little bit overwhelming—the tracking and logging and counting the numbers yeah. and those kinds of things. It does
0: sound pretty involved.
1: Yeah. Once you learn, though, I do find you got to give it like a couple weeks. It's learning sure. something sure. new, which can be tough in the beginning. Uh, those that do really well with it, after a couple weeks, they're you know they're in the trend. They've right. They're they're eating similar mm-hmm. things day to day and they you can save what you're eating like in right. my fitness pal or there's lose it app there's several different app right. options out there you can scan barcodes you can save uh, um, yeah, a yeah. pizza that you've created you right. know and the macro breakdown of it so that's what we discuss i like that option because i can you know incorporate a lot of balance and right. teach someone to be mindful which a lot mm-hmm. of us ask how to be more mindful especially of fat uh percentages because a lot of us what I find the majority that start tracking and, yeah. I, and I'll and i even say, don't even worry about trying to hit the numbers I'm recommending or, um, you know, worry too much about being perfect day to day. Just track what you're eating every day and look at your fat percentages. And most people are 50% fat, like way through the roof on their fat content. And then that's not even, um, looking at the saturated fat content, which right. is also really high. Right. Right. So that's a huge one. I think that really, uh, helps anyone change.
0: And I think I've heard that before with other, I mean, with diet and nutrition, but for other aspects of our life, once you start focusing, put a little, a little bit of a, a, a spotlight on anything, it starts to bring in a little more focus and be almost uh-huh. sort of that, that behavior sort of changes a little bit just by the virtue of focusing on it. Yep. Um, well, let's, let's do this. Let's say if anybody out there is interested in just more thoughts about nutrition, and I know I've talked to you about this before when you came out to the station, you're not out there proselytizing any specific anything you're just yep. there to offer information and offer methods, strategies for learning, mm-hmm. and you know you're fine with someone eating all you know straight carnivore, anyone who wants to eat paleo, vegan, whatever it is, because yep. everyone is going to have their own, like you said, the, w- w- their own worldview that's going to support passion
1: about a certain way of eating. It's going to
0: support how they want how they want to eat. Yeah, um, and the only so, thing I'll recommend uh-huh. on
1: something that is definitely similar to like the carnivore diet or that is. A uh, really eliminating a lot of certain foods. Mm-hmm. So there's macronutrients, which is your protein, carbon, fat, and then there's micronutrients, uh-huh. which is your vitamins and minerals. Uh-huh. When you el- eliminate certain foods, you are eliminating certain types of micronutrients, which is where you get vitamin A, B, D, uh-huh. and so forth. And so, say you go on a carnivore diet, you are eliminating certain micronutrients. So I like those individuals and I will always recommend work with your doctor or find a doctor that will work with you on that right. type of nutrition, get your blood work done before and regularly, because even if you feel good and you see uh, weight loss results or body fat results,
0: energy, yes, boost, yeah,
1: sometimes though long-term, um, internally mm-hmm. things might be happening that you're not feeling, you know, and, uh, you really want to be aware of sure. that. And sure. so I always encourage, uh, Work with a doctor, you know, even look into your vitamin deficiencies is mm-hmm. a big one. And then maybe consider working with someone, you know, on supplementation, if that's something right. you are concerned about.
0: I suppose you could probably say that for any. anything yes. you're about to start. great to get your baseline. Yes. Which yep. I don't think we get that specific type of information from our NFPA Mm-mm. blood yeah. work. And right. we,
1: yeah, we can definitely dive into that because that was a big feedback from the survey that went uh-huh. out that we had on uh, things that aren't looked at with the nfpa physical um and we can start hitting on that well that's one of the things
0: on the list so that's Mm -hmm. wasn't that a good transition yes (laughs)
1: okay so a big uh feedback from the nfpa survey was why don't we look at testosterone Uh vitamin deficiencies right um and it it uh, kind of all within that area. And I talked to Dr. Norton a lot. Maybe about in- inflammation
0: this. markers as well. Yes. Yep.
1: Yep. And I talked to Dr. N- Dr. Norton a lot about this. And the, the big reason is because within that you getting your blood work, you coming in and you uh, getting your testing done with them is them really trying to pinpoint like immediate indication of disease uh-huh. or something serious. And so unfortunately right now, like with testosterone testing, those things, it's something that you have to uh, look at and be checking in on regularly. All and right. so it's, they are not, it's something that is not within the testing right now because it, you having low testosterone isn't necessarily an indication that a disease and something sure. to fix. And he talks a lot about, um, NFPA, uh, this survey and the feedback uh-huh. um, and the NFPA physical updates it's on in target solutions under the health wellness page. Yeah. Yeah. He hit on it a lot.
0: I feel like that was sometime like a month, two months ago that Yes, range. it yeah. would
1: be in the
0: October October. October, yeah.
1: Yeah, so it was um no, I'm sorry. It was September. September, okay. Because in September uh I Dr. Norton came in and I inter uh or he I was actually supposed to interview him, but I was uh not feeling well that day, so I wasn't able to. So we had to do it separate. Uh huh. Uh in the uh, September wellness show we did a sustenance so a nutrition uh-huh. like micronutrients gotcha. that hit on oh, omega yeah, yeah. threes yeah. and then he discussed uh, substance alcohol abuse and pros and cons of yes. that yes yes and then so the, that's the, in the, the per, wellness the pros, show and then he did an a, yeah <laughs> and then he did an it's additional uh, show about the NFPA physical updates based off the sur- the feedback from the survey
0: uh
1: huh um, but it's definitely something that's on my Radar of those things getting tested, so I always recommend go through your insurance, go through your doctor, and get a uh, take a look at those. And then maybe two, if you're not sure if your doctor's the right one to go through, um, can I can recommend like some naturopaths that are more okay geared towards looking at that kind of stuff. Yeah, and
0: I know we, we we've talked about a little bit maybe yep. getting him in for a podcast, and I would mm-hmm. think, like to drill down on some of that yeah. myself. Yeah, to be yep. honest, like. Yep. I have, I know this is super geeky, but I've actually read the whole NFPA 1582 document. Um, <laughs> it's hard to get through uh-huh. a lot of information. Yes. Um, and I, I know that it's not part of the, um, the matrix they use. Mm-hmm. But while we're all, it's all th- things a lot of us are interested in. Uh-huh. While we're there, we're getting our blood drawn. Yep. Let's see if we can find a way to get it done through HSU. And if, yep. need, if the people that want to get it done need to pay th- th- you know, themselves, uh-huh. let's do it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I agree. Especially with someone, you know, working with someone that is working with firefighters yeah. Yeah. every day, all the time. Uh, and it's definitely on on my list okay. to emphasize because awesome. it's so, something I think is important. And I, I can yeah. see down the road, it becoming uh, more on the radar something for them we could as fold well, a especially yeah. with uh, firefighters and yeah. sleep and uh-huh. that leads us into yes. the Which next is good, one because i was gonna say let's leave
0: the <laughs> nfpas because we'll i mean i could talk about it forever yeah. we'll do that another time mm-hmm. but that's just we'll, we'll touch on that so mm-hmm. the one yeah. positive
1: on the nfpa yeah. that i want to hit on was the calcium testing that was approved
0: oh, okay right, get, right right
1: you know and so there are some uh precursors for that you know it's uh mm-hmm. age 15 over you know depending on the test but that that was a good positive that and came up this I year. I
0: suspect when it gets updated next, it'll be in, in the new um, protocols mm-hmm. for the next NFPA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that gets done every few years, yep. you know, maybe five years.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, okay. Yeah. yeah. So you want to talk about sleep a little yes. bit? Yes. Um, I know your video with Shelby just came out a couple mm-hmm. days ago, mm-hmm. but let's, let, yeah, let's talk a little bit about that.
1: Okay. OHSU sleep study. Uh, this... And definitely watch the show where I interviewed Shelby. Uh, Shelby is actually going to be moving on to a new position at OHSU. Okay. So there will be um, other people within the team that's Uh going to be more handling what she was for the pilot. Uh, But she was, we had already scheduled her to come in and she knows uh, knows. a lot about the pilot and everything. And I was really excited to talk to her about it because I get asked a lot about the sleep study and I came when it was already uh, you know, uh, underway. I was coming in new and just kind of hearing about it. So being able to talk more with her and connect and be included in helping with this next one on right. recruitment and, uh, working towards just, uh, getting enough numbers for them okay. to do this study. So the big one is the 150 right. members.
0: We're not there yet.
1: No, we're up 44 okay. as of today. And that's a big, a goal of mine and it's on my, my list of we're helping work towards get the bigger numbers. And the one thing with calling and participating uh, is that it's uh, going to be encouraged for not only you, but your crew or at least uh, others within your station because mm-hmm. they want to get like four or more at in, from one spot.
0: Right. So I would, be- I think, I don't I don't have the greatest cross-section of the Bureau on this, but one of the barriers is the perception of being hooked up at night. Um, and I know I've talked to Josh uh, in a podcast, and that was not, he said it wasn't that big of a deal.
1: I spoke with Shelby a lot about this, because I've also spoke with those that were in the pilot, and that was, you know, they had a feedback of that, of either it wasn't that big of a deal, or that the blood pressure cuff because it goes off wakes you up and, uh-huh. and things like that. My main encouragement would be, I get it. It's yeah. not ideal. The feedback also and we talk I talk about this in the wellness show uh about the study is some had asked like can we use, you know, a device, like a a, a, a Fitbit. Fitbit type yeah. thing. And Shelby emphasized like no, it does not give the readings that right. we need. And this right. this even though the equipment might have felt like old school, it is the most up-to-date equipment to, to give the data that we need. And, they... and we need secure, involved data if we're going to you know, show what we know is probably the issue right. of right. limiting sleep and right. less sleep is causing health issues. And my main, like, like I said, encouragement would be it's two weeks, two weeks of your right. life. Right, right to do something that I believe is big. And could have
0: some very lasting implications.
1: Yes, this is not only just Portland fire, this is... National. National. P-
0: potentially. Yeah.
1: My husband at uh, Twelton Valley yeah. has already mentioned to me that this study is on Twalton Valley's radar of seeing what happens with the data and with yes. the schedule change, yes. where those changes could possibly happen there. And And I know it's tough because... All of us, and, and you know, especially uh, within the bureau, and 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 I'd say I'm coming in new, but have experience where you do something like this and nothing right. comes of it, right. and is it worth it? And I know I feel, from especially in my position, I will do everything I can to make sure that this is worth doing, and that. Right you know, a good positive change happens because of it.
0: It's a potential for a legacy to leave for the future generations. So the one thing that I would say about that, and, you know, not a a bad thing, but for the most part, people's motivations are selfish. And that's just a human nature. So the one one thing that we can say that would satisfy that is people saying, well, how's it going to help me? And I think that um, in a very specific way of responding to that, with the data, and we need a certain subset of data or uh, amount of data to have enough information to present, but for us specifically, is it going to solve the sleep issues? No. Is it going to solve the call volume issues? No. But with the data, we can then present it to, let's say the city in bargaining and say, listen, we have very specific phys- physical and physiological data from this study that is demonstrating this, this, and this, what we already know is happening, but at least we then have this concrete and to try and use that for a way to then make the requisite change into the schedule or into how we approach uh, calls. I mean, there are things that need to change and um, health-wise and job-wise. And obviously there's not, we're not gonna stop calling out calls. We're always still gonna be getting up at night, Um, but, there may be ways that are more creative, something outside the box that we haven't got to yet, that this can be one of those steps to we put down in the foundation to get us somewhere in the future. So um, it's, it can help me, it can help you, it can help us by having some concrete data to put down on the table in bargaining to make some changes that get into the contract. Um, and that is a little bit pie in the sky. I get it. I am just speaking words. (laughs) Yeah. This is far from reality, but it's still the concept behind getting some of this data. Yep. Um, And that was
1: a big thing for me even thinking of that, this and like playing off of what you're saying is help me help you. I get asked all the time, what am I doing to advocate to get more sleep? This is a huge way for me to help emphasize that you need it, but we need the numbers. We need the 150 a lot of those involved in the pilot experienced uh, getting information that helped them to make changes, you know, for the future. And so hopefully, you know, you get the the big picture, but also just kind of that individualized.
0: I guess that's a good point too. You can make pictures, you can make changes outside the job. You can't maybe, you can't change what happens during the night per se Mm -hmm. at the station, but you certainly can have more uh, control over what happens outside the job which can affect those nights that are harder and i'll work. talk
1: about that a lot and if if anyone out there hasn't had a chance to see the july wellness show where i talked about a bunch of different tips and then october wellness show i specifically hit on the effect of light uh yes to put you to sleep <laughs> yeah. or not and i'll continue hitting on that yeah. subject um the I always talk a lot about uh, Matthew Walker. He's a neuroscientist out of Berkeley. He has a podcast. He has a YouTube channel. Uh, If you want more information on sleep, listen to him because a lot of what I talk about comes off of uh, his information. But a big one is to think about making changes to help you calm down at night through your eyes. So that's where light comes in, making things darker, getting things to calm down through uh, even not eating A few hours before bed because you're trying to get your machine to close down, get your heart rate to go down. That's why it is recommended to exercise earlier in the day or not right before you go to bed. A lot of it is just getting your body to calm down and then doing things in the morning to wake you up. Like get exercise and get light outside and all those kind of things. So I hit on all those subjects
0: he just last week, two weeks ago, had like a three and a half hour podcast with Sam Harris. Okay, it was he'd been with him before, and it was the second yeah. one, like updating stuff. So. Okay, I'll, I'll, have to, I'll have to listen
1: because they always get the kind of more update information. A lot of
0: the same stuff, but still a little bit of updated information. And Health
1: yeah. Theory is another really good YouTube uh-huh. um, channel that I'll listen to. Health Theory. Health Theory. It's uh-huh. Tom I'm gonna say his last name wrong. Beleu? Oh Belayu
0: yeah. B-I-L-E-U. Yeah. He interviews a bunch, yeah. Yeah,
1: a bunch of different um different, you know, experts from all over and different subjects like fasting and sleeping and that kind of thing. But he's got some great ones on sleep and yeah. you know, they've even helped me uh at night with my daughter, like uh-huh. trying to get her she's we're both like night owls and trying to get her to calm down. And so little things like dimming the lights and I'll use like candles to keep the light down. And, um, you know, I always want to give her her bath in the evening anyways, but the the hitting on a warm bath helps calm a kid down because when they get out of the bath, Uh their body's core temperature drops down. So it gets them to cool down, which is what you want to do to calm down and go to bed. So it's actually something now that, I've incorporated and in my life is like a warm shower before bed or, you uh, know, huh. bath or something like that yeah. to help you cool down. And then that light exposure is a big one, which is a tough one in this, right. these, right. these days, but I always talk about, obviously when you're at the station and you're on calls there, those are designed to wake you up. And right. whether, uh, you know, you're a new firefighter and it's just the adrenaline that you're not used to or you're experienced in it. And it is just kind of that, 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 you know, that uh, world that you're in.
0: I think the most, I want to say all the stations now have the blackout curtains for and the that's rooms. That's huge. Yeah. yeah. Which is obviously much more a, a deal during the summer hours. Yep. So early, early mornings. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's, that was something that I think has made its way around the Bureau. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Again, creating that nighttime feel, yeah. that calming, you yeah. know, doing everything that mother nature has designed for us to do that unfortunately the light bulb has Changed, right. And so it's like that sunset goes down, it's dark, it's cooler. You know, uh, your melatonin is supposed to be when that sunset goes down, um, you know, told <laughs> to uh, be released. Right. Yeah. And when you're exposed to light at night, it isn't, it's right. not, you know, it's, uh, stops the release. Basically. Yeah, I
0: think that probably, I think that, that applies to screens as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which just probably something we're all terrible at. Yeah. I mean guilty here for sure.
1: Yep, definitely. But. Yeah. And then, you know, when I go over even the tips in the July wellness show and someone will watch it and they come to me and they're like, Oh, oh my gosh, it was an overwhelming. Cause there's so many things yeah. that I'm doing bad. Yeah. I say change one thing. one thing, one thing and try to be consistent for 30 days. I'm that way with fitness, nutrition, sleep, anything like that on the wellness side that you're changing so that in 30 days, if you're consistent, You can then evaluate, you know, I call it going back to the drawing board, evaluate if you feel better. And if you change something in your sleep, you may not feel it in a few days. It's going to take consistency over weeks, just like changing your diet or changing your fitness routine to see that weight loss or strength gains. You got to give it the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll talk a lot about too is you're limited on quantity of sleep in your, you know, your station life affects your home life sleep but let's try to do what we can to get the best quality as possible during the times we can control. Perfect. Yeah. That's yep. the big one.
0: <laughs> Take that easiest, small, the smallest, easiest step.
1: Sometimes just eating. I'll say stop eating before bed and stop eating at night, like yeah. between calls, unless you're starving. Snacking is a tough one because you're snacking. But you know what? You know?
0: None of us are starving.
1: <laughs> like I'm have just, an I'm, apple.
0: I'm just going to say that. No, don't even have an apple.
1: <laughs> I'm going go to say it out
0: loud. You might be really hungry. Mm-hmm. You're not starving. Just yeah. go to bed. Just go to bed. Keep
1: that window closed. Yeah. And that's kind of where the time restrictive eating yeah. uh, comes in or intermittent fasting. And I'll talk a lot about that, its relation with sleep and not. So I can kind of dive into that that subject here uh-huh. while we uh, finish things up. Uh, if you'd like to talk about that. Uh, so when I go and do the wellness visits,
0: uh-huh.
1: uh, we talk about the elimination diet, diet path, the macronutrient path, and then the time restrictive path or intermittent fasting. Right. And it, that path ties in with sleep. So when you sleep, you're fasting. Yes. Your metabolism slows down. You're supposed to be in that clean-out, detox, cellular regeneration mode. And when we eat, then we're in digestive mode. So right. you're either in fasting mode or digestive mode. And ideally, you want to be in that sleep-fasted mode for you know, seven, eight hours, whatever, you know, whichever (laughs) one you hear, but basically it's so that you can allow enough sleep cycles within that period of good quality sleep ideally. So in that fasted period, that is where, you know, you get your, your muscle repair and building your cells clean out ideally. Uh, even, uh, during your deeper sleep cycles, your spine sends cerebral f- spinal fluid over your brain and uh-huh. it detoxes your brain. So that's why there's correlation with
0: Cognition. less sleep yeah. Yeah. being
1: an issue because your brain is inflamed. If you don't get that detox sure. effect, right? There's a whole, you could go hold down a whole rabbit hole with that subject. But the idea is that as soon as you eat something, especially that has an effect on your insulin levels, sure, so that of has course. carbs, of course. protein, Calories, that kind of thing. You go out of fasted mode into digestive mode. And just because it's called breakfast, you don't necessarily have to break the fast first thing in the morning. So, and that's what I'll hear a lot is like, oh, I thought I was supposed to eat to keep my metabolism going. And it's a, unfortunately a little bit of a, a misdirection, right. I would say. For, right. And I would say a lot of it is marketing. Yes. If you're told to not eat breakfast, there's a lot of food companies that could lose a lot of money right. from people not eating breakfast, right? Yeah. Uh, and so the idea with it, though, is that you're, only, you know, and you don't have to go crazy. Uh, a minimal that I'll talk about with, with Dr. Norton uh-huh. that he even recommends 12 hours of eating, a 12 hour eating window, 12 hours of not eating. So you're literally right. eight, not eating a couple hours before you go to bed or longer, depending on how you want to time it. You can yep. time it however you want, day to day. And then you, you know, you may be not eating a little bit first thing in the And morning. even
0: that's pretty conservative. 12 yeah. and 12 is pretty easy once you actually start to do yep. it.
1: Really important for sleep because yeah. you want to be going into fasted mode before you go to sleep. And if you go to bed and eaten anything, especially if you're on a full stomach or having a beer or something <laughs> like that or a cocktail, uh-huh. you are in digestive mode. Your heart rate's higher. Your body is like working to metabolize while you're sleeping when ideally you want to go to sleep in yeah. a fasted state, yeah. heart rate lower, your body, your heart's not working so hard to burn that uh, food off right. or to, to metabolize it, right? <laughs> and so that goes a lot in with affecting your sleep if you're sure. eating or drinking, sure. especially alcohol. Right before bed,
0: yeah. Matt Walker's latest podcast was about alcohol and sleep, yes. And I've chosen not to listen to it yet.
1: <laughs> yeah, I get it. I <laughs> I think too. Uh, I'll get there. I'll get I am there. all it's, about balance and being uh, realistic. And I like enjoy food. I love food. Um, I like having a beer with uh, dinner. Yeah. I feel better when I eat dinner earlier and yeah. I wait some time yeah. before I go to bed. Yeah. Versus going to bed on a full stomach uh, or something like that. If I if I have you know too many beers uh then i notice i sleep horribly i yep. wake up through the night I'm, yep. I'm hot you know and that's the idea totally. is it totally a temperature issue um it heats you up yep. and so you're, you have a hard time sleeping and getting into those deep sleep cycles yeah so those that extend and that's kind of the idea we we're talking about of not eating between calls things like that because you want to stay in that fasted state that clean out it takes, and there's different things you'll read up on on this, but the main one that I've kind of heard is it takes about 13 hours to hit what's called an optimal cleanup period, which is autophagy. Uh-huh. And there's difference on the, the timing on that that I'll read up on, but you basically want enough time in that fasted detox state to hit this optimal clean out. So if you daily are giving yourself time and that's where you go beyond the 12 hours to going a 13 hour window of not eating or 14 or what's more familiarly known as the 16, 16 eight, yeah. hour of not eating. You're giving your, t- your body time beyond that kind of 13 ish hour to get that deep clean out. Cause we're exposed to toxins through our food, through the air, especially in this job yep, and through things we put on our skin, things like that. And so though that's where you can, uh, others, you know, go beyond that 16 and go to 24, 48. So the idea is doing a, a, uh, deep clean spring sure, cleaning sure, sure and some need to do more of them than others and that's yep. why you'll see some do them regularly and so i'll have the main feedback hear here is like oh you know you're you're getting less calories because you're skipping that meal or, or whichever you want to think of it as you're still trying to eat a good amount of calories but you have to just time it within that eight hour window of eating or 10 hours whichever you decide to do and you sure. still want to make sure to eat enough good macro yeah. breakdown within that window because yeah. that's where I find some will struggle. They won't eat in their non-eating or their fasted window. And then they don't eat enough in their eating window. And so they're too low in calories. They're you know in that deficit. And right. so that kind of that can go into a whole other subject. That's the yeah, evidence that that yeah. starts
0: getting too down to that a goes, different rabbit hole. Dives in, But yeah. uh
1: that's what I can talk about on the wellness shows for okay. those who are interested. It's okay. not for everybody. You know, But there's some that that just works better for them. Literally, I'm gonna skip breakfast and some already naturally do it. Mm -hmm. Um, But it can also be something to think about of uh, sleep wise for cleaning out. But but you had also mentioned the uh, other options with the uh, wellness visits. And then the ones that I've been doing, especially with my follow-up visits is I bring the in body back if the station wants it or the crew. And then I'm trying to encourage mobility sessions where I work off the videos that I've created similar to the videos that Sophia Onstead uh-huh. has created, one yep. of our PFTs. And we have another one that Kurt Sommer had created for sure. lower yep. body. That's a that's fun. Yep. So definitely check those out, either Target Solutions yeah, um, or the ones that I've made are very similar to, if you're familiar with the Supple Leopard book. Sure, look.
0: yeah, yeah. Um. Kelly uh, Sturrett. Kelly Sturrett, Yeah,
1: He's a physical therapist out of San Francisco, and he owns a CrossFit gym. Cro- and CrossFit guy, I took yeah. his mobility cert years ago. Yeah. I have uh, been have a lot of experience with CrossFit, and we uh-huh. had discussed that a lot. I used to compete back in the day. Uh-huh. I don't go to a gym currently right now, but I do similar, you know, I like doing uh, cleans, and I like doing, you know, a lot of the strength training. I like sure. more of the powerlifting the side Olympic of, like, lifting. squatting yep. and yeah. deadlifting even. Uh, but I, I have enjoyed doing that type of, uh, intensity of fitness in the past and I'll, yeah. I'll do a sliver of it now. Yeah, yeah. I'm heavier on the jiu-jitsu side now. So that's more than right I've been into right on. I just, uh, yeah. So I have, many things to do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So much out there. Yeah. Um, but what I am big on is injury prevention and then rehabilitation because I've dealt with a lot of shoulder, knee, back injuries and I've helped a lot of clients through those. Yeah. I find everybody's got something. Everybody, oh yeah, 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 you know? totally. So, I like the Supple Leopard book. It's great, but it's so much information. It is. It's yeah. overwhelming. It so, is. the videos I've made, I have a couple of each for shoulder prehab. So, look at it as like post-rehabilitation or, uh-huh. or it will help you with any aches and pains that you yep. might be experiencing now. There's back prehab one and two, which is for more specific to lower back hip stuff. Uh-huh. And then there's knee prehab one and two. Uh-huh. So, uh, and then I also have some core strength videos. So what I'll do in the wellness visits is we'll do about an hour. We'll do a a good little core strength session. A lot of it is plank holds and Superman holds and Uh those kinds of things. And then we'll dive into the shoulder, lower back, knee rehabilitation stuff. And that's uh, within a crew. It's an individual's opportunity if they want to reach out or for me to target an area more specific, we can do that. And so, and that's kind of ties in with the wellness app that now is official for this uh, us going in the next year, so if you want easy access from your phone of all the videos we're creating of programming I have all the information on NFPA physicals there for the cool. the sleep study for wellness challenges in the app and uh, it's super easy to get connected into that
0: is that already available
1: already available it was it was under a testing okay. process we have about two hundred members on it right now and I'll, some you some use it some haven't opened it up yeah. yet and that's okay. Um, I don't
0: have it on my phone yet. I don't think, but okay. I mean, I'll, I'll look for it. Yeah, yeah I'll Can get you get,
1: it. get you connected into. All yeah. I need is name and email uh, okay. to get access okay. to it. So the software is called Watify, but it's basically a, like a gym health facility like workout out of the day. Log. And I we have our own, you know, um, program or account within the software, and I create the content. So I just put all of our awesome. health wellness stuff there.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Um, so I think probably we're at a time here. Where we're going to have to wrap it up. Yeah, just cause, sounds good. You know, um, getting, <coughs> getting past a point where people may or may not be t- yeah, tuning, tuning in still. <laughs> um, s- before we go, any last words? Anything else? Or just um,
1: No, main thing is if you have anything, questions, or need help with anything, like we were discussing on the nutrition or fitness side, reach out to me. My email is jessica.cone@portlandoregon.gov. at portlandoregon.gov. The other thing you can reach out to me for Anything specific to NFPA physicals. I'm here. I can help you if you have any issue with billing, things like that. Uh, well, contact me. There should
0: be no billing issues.
1: Okay, yeah. And sometimes I'll get uh, emails about like Moda's sending them a bill. So I handle that for the individual. I've had a couple with that. Really? Me. Yeah. yeah, I
0: did that for years.
1: Okay, yeah. So that's we can discuss after we, that maybe what's Let's talk about that after, after off But if air. you yeah. do, okay. if anyone out there has an issue with that, or scheduling, uh, definitely contact me because I'm in direct contact with Dr. Norton, so I can help you. And uh, we definitely want to do what we can to get everyone up there that wants to go up to get their physical. And then uh, anything to do with fitness equipment, that's a big one. It's on my radar. I'm doing everything I can to get the stations what they want and need. Uh, So email me anything with that.
0: Great. Awesome. Thanks so much. All
1: right. Thank you.